information that we gonna get down to the rabbit hole business. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Sign off, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate seeing what you're doing. All that, man. It's dope. It's a good little show, man. So, uh, I am Booby. Uh, some of y'all may know me as Miles, either or. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Host of a few things, man. The uh, um, I'm a contributor to the Soup for the Soul podcast. I'm a host of the uh, Untitled podcast. Um, Got a few other little, little projects that I'm working on in, in the meantime. Um, trying to keep this thing rolling, man. So, again, appreciate you having me on, brother. It's no problem. It's no problem, man. You know, you always welcome to the rabbit hole. Always. But uh, let's get down to it, man. Let me know what you got going on. Yeah, man. So, first and foremost, man, um, the Untitled Podcast is my baby, man. That's my, my project. It's something that, uh, that actually got birthed um, and I've been working on. Uh, really about two years. Um, you know, I always talk about processes when people holler at me about different things, man, like work through certain processes. So, you know, I wanted to do it. You know, a new podcast was a thing that I could kind of, you know what I mean, uh, shining, you know what I mean? Even as a little boy, I always told I talk too much, you know what I mean? So, so with this, you know what I mean, kind of led me to that. So, but I want to do it right. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I, I had a couple people tell some more people about what I had going on, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people was like, oh yeah, oh JP, yeah, you know, that's his, that's that's his speed. You know, he just like to talk. <laughs> you know, and it's funny how that worked, man. It's yeah, work. and, and, and it's not that, you know, sometimes that's just backhand. Mm -hmm. You know, but the thing about it is I am using the platform to catapult yeah. others. Not for gossip, not for the rumor report. This is totally to catapult my people and yeah. put them in positions where they may not have the confidence themselves mm -hmm. to start what they want and what they feel that their best skill is. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are so afraid of what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. People will laugh at or say, ah, oh, man, you're not going to make no money with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, I, a female, you know, I was like, you know, I was thinking, just thinking in my head, like, what if she would come to me? I say, well, well what is it that you want to do? And she say, well, I want to be a professional babysitter. If she says that to the people on the outside, they're going to laugh. But me, I'm thinking, okay, FWM podcast, studios, employees, they got kids. Right? They got kids, right? All right. We have an office area downstairs or in the other room, play area. Have the kids come, bring your kids to work. You ain't got no reason to call in because you ain't got no babysitter. And one thing about it, I mean, end of the day, a professional, like people say that word professional. If you can't pay for your professional, no matter what that is, you know what I'm saying? If you traffic, if that's what you do, if you making money, you professional. If you cook and you getting paid for it, you professional. This is what you do. You get paid, that's the difference between the amateur and the professional. You look at the Olympics, right? They got sponsors and all that, but they're not getting paid to be at the Olympics. Like the Olympics ain't paying to the amateurs. If you play in the NBA game, you getting paid to play in that game, you're a professional. That's the only difference between amateur and professional. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, when we talk about wanting to do certain stuff and being afraid to do it, and part of it's going to be confidence, right? Like, you got to believe in, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't believe in what you're doing, then that's going to be 98% of your battle right there. Just believing that you can make this happen, that you got the ability to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then the other part of it too is if I got that confidence, I'm not afraid to make mistakes. I'm learning. Right? One of the first things uh, somebody told me when I started my podcast and I was going through all this I'm kind of professionalist, perfectionist this kind of stuff, right? Like I want the sound to be right. I want the content to be right. I want everything to be A1. You feel me? And somebody told me, hey, just build it while you fly. Like get in the air first. Just get up there. While you up there, you may be building. We in this plane, let's get these wings right, let's get everything straight. That before I crash, I know how to put everything I could into this to make sure this thing fly. Hopefully, I get it right before I hit the ground. And if I get it right, then we in there and we flying. But I'm not going to be afraid of that. I'm not afraid to, I'm, just saying, I'm not afraid to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my main, that's my superpower. I ain't afraid to fuck up. See, and people will call me bossy, mm-hmm. impatient. Mm-hmm. But and when you go to your confidence part, right? Most geniuses are both things, by the way. They, they, and then they misconstrue my confidence for arrogance. Right. Most people do. So growing up as a young kid, you know, all right, there are places and areas that you put kids in boxes, mm-hmm. categories, right? I wasn't a genius, mm-hmm. okay? I wasn't honors or valedictorian salutatory, right? But I wasn't a dropout or lazy or kid that just didn't want to do it, right? right, right. So now, and I'm not average, mm-hmm. I'm above average. So if I'm not a genius, there's nowhere to put me, mm-hmm. right? And then if there's no, if I'm not a dummy, there's no place to put me there either. So I'm not average, but I'm above average. So it put me in a spot as a young kid that I had to do a lot of plugging myself in a lot of things. It's not being a chameleon, but just getting in my mind 
at an early age, just do a role. Whatever that is you doing, do that. Whatever that that person or whatever group or team that you're in, whatever they tell you to do, do that. Yep. So Be when that. so when they start talking about anything else, well, you didn't ask me to do that. You told me to be the best at what you told me to do. And a lot of coaches used to get very mad at me because they would say, I'm rebellious. I'm a rebel. I don't listen. I just talk back. What they call it? Uh, the complainers corner? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I remember they used that. to call us the complainers corner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing about it is, first of all, you're not going to tell me something without you telling me you're not going to tell me to do something without telling me the value behind it. They want you to run through a wall for them. But for me to run through a wall for you, you got to be trustworthy. I know to the other side. That too. We're going to get to that later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it is they would tell me to do something. I'd be like, nah, man. Um, Why? Yeah. Oh, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sports, I wasn't the superstar. I just was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was able to hold my own more better than average. But you developed, though. Like, you, that's one thing I can say with you. Like, even just watching you, like me, especially then, like me, you was always together. Like, watching you, you actually, what you say, you mastered that, that part of it, right? Like, whatever role it was, you would master that role. Now, was you the superstar? I remember when you was playing corner, right? You wasn't the one that was going to get 10 picks in the season. Mm-hmm. But you ain't giving up 100 yards. You ain't mm-hmm. giving them a whole lot of catches. And if they do catch it, you're making that tackle. And they're not coming around the corner on the right. Yeah, you see, you're doing everything that they're asking to do. You know what I mean? So you you do what you're supposed to do. You're doing your job. Basketball. I'm not going to score 30 points. I'm not going to score 15. Mm -hmm. However, I know every spot everybody's supposed to be in. I pass the ball. I know where you're supposed to be at. A A lot of people say, you know, damn, how you seen? I know where he's supposed to be. You're telling me this. We're running the plays in practice. We're running the plays in drills. You're telling me what the play develops to. So I already know if my first option is always going to be open the first time. Mm -hmm. But there are always three options after. It just takes patience. It just takes patience. A lot of people don't have patience. I think to to that point to what you said too, like we didn't think about it then, but when we got older, we started kind of moving into our own paths. Like having that ability is important. Like I know what I with my podcast, right? Like I know every single thing that needs to be done. The same way when you're running the point, like you know where every everybody's supposed to be, right? So I know what this is supposed to look like. So if it's not looking like that, I recognize it and I can fix it. Imagine if you're trying to conduct or create something, but you didn't take the time to learn what everything is supposed to be. Now, when you get to it and you're like, mm, something ain't right, or you put it out for the public to see, and they're telling you, mm, this ain't right, that ain't right, you have no way to correct it because you don't know how to fix it. You 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 never to that time. I know when we first started the podcast, I recognized, yo, something about the sound, man. The sound, I got to fix this. 
And one thing what we do is we play music throughout the podcast. You know what I mean? Like there's a segment that we have when we play music. It's mainly to kind of break the podcast up. You know what I'm saying? We talk for 15, 20 minutes. Let's play some songs. Let's talk 15, 20 minutes. Play some songs. It's like a commercial break on TV, right? Same concept. But the sound ain't right. And I can't play music that's meant to be heard if it don't sound good. So we got to figure this shit out. Like something got to shake. You feel me? So now I'm doing my research. I'm studying another podcast. I'm watching podcasts on YouTube not to see what they're talking about. I want to see what equipment they use. Mm. What the fuck y'all got over there? Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. So that's what works. That's why I sound like this. Uh, I'm hearing folks up with other podcasts. What you use? The Soup for the Soul podcast I was partnering with in the A. You know, side to B. You know what I mean? If that help me out with it, because he, you know, he still do a lot for me. As far as graphic design stuff, all that. Um, you know, I hear B like, hey, bro, y'all got that? How, how you use it? How do you make that work? How you, you play music before and after? How that work? Oh, I do X, Y, Z. Mm, okay, cool. But I took that time to learn it. So now anytime sound is off, I know exactly how to fix it. But the thing about it is so much media mm-hmm. that we see, it is so put together to where nobody is thinking about the process. They only be able to think about the finished product. So you're just thinking they're building a false narrative to everybody who wants to be like whoever that they're watching. But they don't watch a person go through their continuous grind mm-hmm. all the time to learn and to build. You when can't you, just throw something together. When you go to the movies, right, and the movie's over with, when do you leave? After the last credit. After the, I wait. After, after the last, well, you, you, you wait. Yeah. But most people, they get up, the movie's over with, they go. I'm gone. Go. Right. So mm-hmm. if I want to do movies, if I want to be a camera guy, if I want to be a director, I get it for leaving the movies open. Mm-hmm. They roll credits for two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And you see all these damn people who had a hand in this shit being what it was. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you off top. These are 50, 100, 150, 200 people. They say, hey, you know, uh, boom, Mike, A was him. The lighting people was them. You know what I mean? The the food, the caterers were them. Everybody who made this thing work, this is all of them. This, none of this happens without them. And not only that, after the credits are done, they always give you that last jaw drop mm-hmm. from that movie. Yep. But nobody, and it's usually the eye opener for you to say, oh. Yep. You know, the problem with people right now is a lot of these things is going over their head. Yeah. It's a, a lot of simple stuff that's in your face. Mm-hmm. They're not soaking it in because they're looking solely for entertainment. You want to be, you want to laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to into a movie because I want to cry. I feel like crying today. Let me right. go watch the Titanic. Right. Nobody goes, somebody wants to laugh. Somebody wants to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they go looking for movies for. But the thing, the last few movies that have been coming out has some powerful messages in it that people have totally been missing. Mm -hmm. I ask everybody about The Purge. Mm -hmm. I ask them, what do you see or get out of The Purge? Mm -hmm. A lot of people it's so in their face, they just think, 
oh, for 24 hours, I get to just kill anybody I want. <laughs> I said, it's a lot of messages. It's so many. And the biggest one is, you know, because you didn't see our people out there killing. You didn't. The problem is all the elite, quote unquote, elite, because a lot of those white folks are just overly just, you know what I'm saying? They just got money. They're not elite money. They're just 300,000, 400,000, maybe, you know, 200,000 comfortable white people in, in their good neighborhoods, right? But the problem is they leave out their fucking neighborhood. Mm-hmm. to go and purge, yeah. right? You have to drive in your car mm-hmm. instead of locking your ass up in your house because mm-hmm. you're safe. Yep. You don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You are cool, right? They drive across the city mm-hmm. to go in what neighborhood? Oh. And then they try to say, oh, well, they just want to kill the black people. But why? Because it's not always all white people. Right. Because like Charlotte said now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to crack, crack a couple legs to make that omelet too. Right. So it's a lot of their people too. Mm-hmm. But the message that people are missing is they really have this notion in their minds that you have the same 24 hours that I do. Right. Why you're not where I'm at. Right. And if you're not doing what I feel like I'm doing to your best ability. Why are you wasting breath? You need to be off of here. You're wasting tax money. Yeah. And that is, but that got to be some selfishness and some boy. That's some, white people got one thing that I always call boy, and I wonder where they buy it from. Mm-hmm. It's called audacity. It's fact. It's called audacity. It's fact. And you know, one thing I realized, man, just growing up and just people shit. Um, shit, go to Jordan Seven. You know what I mean? It's being around number white folk, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's funny. When you go to orientation at Southern, they tell you, look left and look right. They say, one of the people ain't going to be with Charlie Young Gray. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, going through with everybody, everybody who black, who graduated from Southern, tell you, by the time you hit them, them senior level classes, them top classes, it's you and maybe two other folks that look like you that's left off top. Now, that drop off, right? So where everybody go? They they like to point to well, the black people y'all was just lazy. Y'all don't want to go to class. Y'all want to party. Nah, that ain't it. Cause the white folks party more than we did. I remember, man. I had a class enough to get. I had an English class, right? It was actually the world lit, and we had a test on a Thursday. But Luke Bryan, uh, country singer, he, he went to Georgia Southern. Luke Bryan performing it better. You know what these folks told the professor? Well, no, we can't do a Thursday because he performing in bed on Wednesday and we ain't gonna, gonna be ready. You know what he told him? Okay, cool. We all move Tuesday. Now that proved two points for me, right? One, you look at the first thing on the surface, you say, oh shit, that's privilege. Right? Like, damn, that's but second part two is they ask. And that is so, one thing yeah, we they don't, don't mind now. Yeah, they don't they'll ask. So when you said audacity, it is audacity, but that's a skill, that's a talent. Having audacity, we tell each other all the time, right? When we in high school, it's a female you want to holler at, right? I said, man, I don't know. First thing you tell us, shit, worst thing to say is no. Yes but, or no. That's it. But that's with them. But when it comes time to something that's affecting your life, you don't want to hear no. Because you don't want to hear no because you're so used to hearing no. Exactly. The thing about it is, 
if you've heard no so much, why is it new than if you hear no again? What's what's the what's the harm? In? Exactly. Like what what why are you scared of? We scared of because at the end of the day, if you already going in with no, mm-hmm. when they tell you, yeah, you like, hold on, say that again. That's a fact. Say that again? Yeah. And that, yeah, you appreciate it. Exactly. Because it always Jay-Z said this shit. All this tell you got you should be right once. That's what you don't understand. So when we talked about earlier, like, you want to do these things. You're a professional babysitter. You want to do all this shit. All you got to do is be right one time. Get it right once. A lot of people hit me up. My brother doing all that real estate shit, right? He only had to get that shit right once. And then he built. He built from there. Just get it right one time. Now, are you wrong a bunch of times? Sure. But be right once. That's all it takes. Because let me tell you, it only takes one time to be wrong or to get caught lying. Mm-hmm. And then that one time, that is how you're classified in the court, in the court of opinion. Mm-hmm. Court of public opinion, absolutely. If you are found a liar one time mm-hmm. or wrong one time, if they can discredit you, yep. you will never be able to stand on anything because remember that one time, Yep. You've been right a million times. Mm-hmm. That one time he wrong, now they go back and be like, well, damn, let me see if the other times he was wrong. That's fact. Let me see these other times he was through, lying. They go through all your shit, and that's cool. And that's cool. Now, and see, when you look at that, that's lying. You know, yeah, if you're doing that, that's a little different. But if you're wrong, and sure, I mean, you think about it, you can drop 30 points in the game, miss the game winner, and that's all they're gonna talk about is the game winner. They don't give a shit that you drop 30. They don't care that the whole reason your team was in this game was because of you. They don't care, but the thing is, and I grab my phone and look for this shit, right? It should say, if you only play for applause, then you place your happiness in the hands of the audience, right? So yeah, they may they may boo you for missing that game winner, but if all I was playing for was for y'all to chill, I lost who I said on this court. So it's the same thing in life. If all I'm doing this for is for these folks to clap for me, if all I did with the podcast, if I only did a podcast, I want people to clap for me. And I didn't want to make an impact. I didn't want to create. I didn't want people to hear our voices out loud. If I, that, that's just my reason for doing the podcast. If I only did it because I want people to enjoy it and clap for me and say, hey, you talked about what I like here. So as soon as you turn around and say, I didn't like that, now I'm a failure in my mind. Nah, and that's crazy. So let me let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm I'm sure because you got you said you already dropped the new the last one the, your last episode yeah, we, or uh, the last one is coming up. We wrapped up. We were the last episode for season one dropped last week. Okay, in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. um, have you touched on because I know you guys touch on a lot of current event. Mm-hmm. Y'all boys jump on it yeah. immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Have y'all started, have y'all touched on Lil Nas X in the last three episodes lately? You got to, right? Like, okay. That's kind of part of it. Um, we, the last episode, not so much. The last episode was more so just that it was the last day of school type feel. We uh-huh. tried to chop it up. You more, just did a whole, yeah, whole preview yeah, yeah, of yeah. Uh, current things yeah. like like murder. Yeah. Like you do every year, yeah, whatever exactly. happened. Yeah, kind of a recap. Yeah. Now, the episode before that we did, so we tapped into that. We talked to the little baby. I'm sorry, the baby. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the baby talking to you with the comments or whatever. And we kept it a buck. Okay. You know what I mean? And that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I look at things through both sides. Okay. 
So I so I recognize that. Let's say growing, we know growing up, right? Uh-huh. If you do some something that that that's wild, that's weird, whatever. First thing we say, hey man, that shit gay. Mm-hmm. We may not mean gay as in homosexual, mm-hmm. but it's gay. Gay as in I don't like. Yeah, that it. act is gay. Is that that's that act is it's gay. gay, right? Yeah. So if you break it down as adults, it's like, well, damn, everything negative is gay, right? That's how they. That's how a lot of folks look at it as adults. Now you know in, in today's time, everybody says. That ain't what we meant when we were fucking 10 years old. We were just talking shit. What yeah. do you mean it? But that's how they break it down. Now, but when you put a law on it, right. it's okay for you to get, for you to feel some type of way. Right. Because at the end of the day, real yeah. homosexuals mm-hmm. and, and some even regular people, mm-hmm. only things that can affect you, bruh, that said is when it hit home. On when somebody just say, "Oh man, that's gay," mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's just uh, you look at them. That's ignorant. The, per- the perfect example of what you're saying is when people talk about they show all this gay shit on TV, like gay heterosexual. I mean, I have such homosexual, like kissing men, kissing men. Yeah, and they say, "Oh well, they're trying to train the kids' minds." Mm-hmm. And to your point, like, nah, because. We saw a lot of, you know, we saw that a lot. And if I'm not gay, that didn't do nothing for me. Not really. Not okay. really. Okay. So that's what, okay. So let me touch on it. Yeah. Bro, it was very hard for us to run into some sexuality when we were growing up. That's we had to stay up. We had to go look for it. We had to stay up at three o'clock in the morning. Bro, we, the ultimate goal as a child was to stay up to three o'clock in the morning catch, so we can only catch tip drill. Now, oh, oh, I was nasty. I'll catch a little shit on stars too. Little, little but that that was fake. Yeah, yeah. That, that was fake. fake. That, that was fake. But back then, but HBO, HBO, you ain't know, HBO, HBO was real. Yeah, real sex. Real sex yeah, was real. It was fucking. That was, was flip. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Showtime, Cinemax, that's just dry home. Yeah. That's just dry home. Yeah. And you ain't never seen no black people on that shit. Yeah. Never. Not one time. Not one time. Not one time. Not we got, one time. We got a college. I don't even see them Zane. You see that Zane? She made books and had a little TV show. Was they fucking on that. Yes, sir. Uncle Jerome from Snowfalls on that shit. But, but you know, everybody. the crazy thing about it is when you say that, mm-hmm. you're, you're right that if you're not gay, but the thing about it is when the TV is asking you things as you look at it is, is this something that you ever thought about? Mm-hmm. Is this something that if you have, don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. It's okay. These shows are talking to the kids. We were watching TV. It was just you had to catch the ads. I think I think the kids now get exposed to it more. But I think it's just like as a little kid, if I saw uh, I saw a fat ass, if I saw whatever, my dick got hard because that's what I like. If I saw a fine ass woman, if I saw a Trina, if I saw whoever. Like that's what I liked, and I knew that's what I liked. I think honestly, if they gay, if they see that's what they like, that's what they like. But now, granted, I think that that I think that the TV showing it at such a young age kind of puts them on so they're younger, kind of like with uh, with D Wade's son, right? Like he saw it so young that he's younger, and he's saying, "No, oh, this is who I am at a younger age." But I think honestly, whether you saying you gay at ten years old or twenty two years old, your ass was gay. At the end of the day, you was gay. Now, now, when you come out and tell everybody, now the main thing for me is just how you know we were saying we're like, I don't care. 
Yeah. Okay, you gay. In yeah. high school, how many folks were gay? We ain't care. Yeah. We dap you up the same way, and I ain't got yeah. nothing to do with me. That means more hoes for us. Yeah. I don't care yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just like, shit, bro, do your thing. Like, I don't care. That don't affect me. And the, and the thing about it is, you know, let's even let's even go to this, though, you know, with the little Nas X thing, mm-hmm. right? All right. Let's all go back a little bit. And I, I asked a couple of people this just to see what their responses was, not to change my mind, not to change their minds, but I'm always wanting to dialogue and just pick your brain, right? right, right. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X came out with Old Time Road, mm-hmm. right? It started climbing the charts, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us didn't, we knew that that was a good song. Not many people knew his name like that, mm-hmm. but we knew that was a good, catchy song, right? right. The kids was all you know, slapping their boots and, you know, down the road, you know, but okay. It was an outcry that he came and infiltrated country. the country music, right? They got rid of him quick. They, they got rid of him, right? It was just an outcry. So what happened next? Didn't he have to go and remix it and put Billy Ray on it? He can't hear all the vouch from Okay. Yeah, that cosign. Yep. Okay. Boom. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we're sitting here thinking that was the cosign that got it, right? Mm-hmm. But how, what happened afterwards? He came out and what? Who did he come out and say he was? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've always said this and I will stand on it. Okay. A black man will never get rights in America until he surrenders his masculinity enjoying the alphabet club. Mm. Strong point. I don't disagree. He is polarized now. As soon as he, but they will put the Billy Ray cosign on it and think he was the one to vouch. No white man can vouch for a black person when they they already have hate in their heart. You know what? They, he has to be married. Let's, 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 let's get into this real quick. Okay. You, you're making a real good point. Okay. Come on. Let's, get into this. let's keep it above. Okay. You, black people, okay. came to the country because of what? What mm-hmm. we could do. Mm-hmm. So, at what you said, we would never receive rights until we surrender our masculinity. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, why? Because black sells. Our culture sells. Mm-hmm. You know I me. Mean? If you're gay, it will sell. It's mm-hmm. going to sell. Mm-hmm. Black women love gay men. They love black gay men. They do. Maybe not for relationship purposes, but they love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's my man ain't to be with a city girl? Saw Santana. They love that. Mm-hmm. Right? Love them. Why? There's no real reason. I mean, there's no real reason. Because, because they want to have male friends that don't want to try to fuck them. Right. They want that's to finally whole, feel and that's comfortable. A whole other, yeah. Women love having male company. That's a whole other conversation. We're getting that and keeping it buck with you. A lot of the issue with that is there's a lot of niggas who blame who can't be around beautiful women without trying to yeah, fuck. Yeah. And they also understand the concept of you if, she, if she's fine, she got fine friends. Just fuck the friends. Well, we can say that'll be another combo for another day. Yeah, but okay. a lot of motherfuckers gonna get it. It's cool. <laughs> okay. I get it. You uh, thirsty. Hey, let's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's not a combo. So if we were brought here on the just from the jump, we set foot on American soil mm-hmm. because we can because what we can do for you. Mm-hmm. Now Two things as a black man in America will get you ahead. Get you ahead. Mm-hmm. Either what you said before, mm-hmm. and in doing that, you're making them money. Mm-hmm. And it's been acknowledged that the majority of 
Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's homosexual in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. There's somebody there pulling the strings. Somebody in that room is pulling the strings. The proof in the pudding is when the baby made his comments and rolled aloud, mm-hmm. and boom, all these festivals, nah, 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 mm-hmm. nah. It's the reason for that. He's still doing club appearances. Mm-hmm. Why? They don't care. Yeah. The people there do. You offended the wrong person. You, you, it is you offended it is it is. The, 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 the elite man. The second one is if you have a bag. You got a bag. If you're an athlete. Just generate money. And even that sometimes ain't enough. That's they spray painted a nigga on LeBron uh, garage door. He was away during the finals, right? Years ago. So even that's not always enough. But those two things are the things that get you in. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that, that's when you receive a certain look, amount. Look of how money. much they're trying to take Kyrie Irving down. Absolutely. Absolutely. The young man. Because you're not doing nothing for him. He's a Kyrie's only making money for Kyrie. Mm-hmm. He's taking money out of their pockets when he says and he says. I agree with a lot of what Kyrie says. Yeah. But I realized that, all right, Kyrie, for you, for your money, they they gonna come after you because what you're saying. He's a champion. He's a champion. I love him. I, I love every time Kyrie speaks. He's a champion. Love him. You cannot him. take anything from him now. Not Kyrie not. said, if he gets traded, he will retire right then and there. Yep. And you know what? If he does, he is still and I believe at it. the top of the chart. And I he is it. a champion. That's a fact. That's he is a, a champion. It's a reason. And so when you look at the NBA, and it's funny, in different professional sports, you see it in different lanes, right? So the NBA, they can do that. Because the NBA, this is a whole a basketball team. 12 guys, on well, 15. Mm-hmm. Well, that the roster, right? Mm-hmm. If one guy goes down, a superstar goes down, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. hard to win, right? Mm-hmm. Football in the NFL is a little different. Fifteen hundred people, exactly. Who can and and if they strike, you know, you know, you can find fifteen hundred nobodies right. out this world. Yeah, that's why I totally believe football will never. No, it's too many. It's too many. It's, it, it's it, going it, it to take, continue it to be slavery. Much. It takes too much because you have offense mm-hmm. that's strictly offense. You got a defense, strictly defense. You got special teams, strictly special teams. Right, and they're, and they're strictly special. They're just trying to give an offense a beat. Mm-hmm. But some of them are like you said, they make their money. Hey, I'm gonna kick off team. This is what I do. I'm, mm-hmm. a, punt, I'm a pump returner. This is what I, I do. squad too. I'm a practice squad. I make this 200, 300K a year on the practice squad for two, three years. This is what I do. That's I totally I, I salute go, to mm-hmm. Emmanuel uh Acho yeah. and Sam Acho. Mm-hmm. Bro, those two men mm-hmm. were genius. Yep. They were genius. Emmanuel knew. He was oh, he was good, but he kept competing against his brother. Yeah, that was the shadow that he had to always follow. So, if I make it, what? How can I capitalize? He spent enough time talked to the right people, and he both of them are very intelligent. Very. Acho got a book. Man, Acho got a book. That's dope. Exactly. The thing about it is he played enough to actually still get that check mm-hmm. after that last team. Now, ESPN. So now, uh, not ESPN. Um, speak for yourself, Fox, right? Um, him and Marcel. Mm-hmm. Bro, when I tell you, Acho is, I mean, straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and keeping it real, right? The thing about it is, too, when Sam finally came on the scene, Sam played nine years, though. Mm-hmm. Sam had a longer career. Max Kellerman and Stephen A. were gone for a while. Yeah. So Sam came in and Kimberly came in. Mm-hmm. Then, then uh, Swaggoo came in. Uh, then uh, 
what's the big guy that used to play with the Patriots? Um, the uh the fat lineman. Wow. Uh, no. Um, no uh, I forgot his name. Woody. Yeah, Woody. 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 Yeah, Woody. Bro, when I tell you, man, it was so authentic with Acho and Kim every single day. And I'm talking about no drama, straight dialogue, no debate to where the yelling was going on. That's why, and when Max Kellerman left, man, you know, the thing about it too, that Stephen A shit, don't white folks really, really now are about to backstab they are really, I'm talking about Tim Tebow attacking them. Olowski came in and they allowed Olowski to go in there and have film and just telling him about his suit, his feet, putting his hands in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Bro, and Stephen A is just doing a dance for these folks. Yep. Doing a dance, talking about, oh, everybody getting their chance to come and take a shot at me. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. this is not about to be a sports debate shot. They are about to really attack you as a man. Attack you as a man. And you know what it what it, what it actually goes back to. And I, and I spoke about um when you're we, we were brought here as slaves because of what we could do for white folk, right? Stephen A, if you remember, Stephen A had his own show on ESPN before. Mm-hmm. It's called Quite Frankly. Mm-hmm. Now the thing with Stephen A was Stephen A's plug was always AI. AI what was hot. Stephen A started as a reporter yeah. in Him and AI was like yeah. that. Yeah. He could call AI and get an interview. He could call Kobe and get an interview. They fought with Stephen A at the time. If you remember, because of Stephen A being being himself, being authentic, like you spoke about, they got his ass removed. Now, if you follow Stephen, what happened was Skip would bring Stephen A here and there on the first take. No, that was that wasn't Cold Piece at first. Well, it's Cold, it's Cold Piece at the time. It's Cold okay, Piece at the time. Yeah. But Skip will bring Stephen A on okay. for certain segments, certain okay. big segments. And it turned into him coming randomly to him coming. I want to say it was every Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We talk about basketball with Stephen A. Mm-hmm. And Stephen A will come on. Mm-hmm. And went from that to when that host left, now Stephen A is going from just being somebody on the screen to somebody in the studio. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the studio to a permanent fixture. This is now first day with Skip and Stephen A. But how did he get there? He did a dance. And what was that dance? He, t- he, he bowed down to Skip. He had the interview process was the golden child Kwame Brown. Yeah. When he latched on to that story, mm-hmm. man, Stephen Nate irks my nerves a lot of time because he is so disconnected with the black community now. I've, I've and Cole Peace, I never really listened to him way far back then, mm-hmm. 03. Oh, for I never really listened to him that far back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that he's so out of touch that he's so afraid that he's being surrounded by these whites so much that the black community that watch him, that his black card or his his blackness is in jeopardy. So he has to why? name drop. But why? Why? Why, 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 why is it in jeopardy? Because because the thing is they got rid of me before. Mm-hmm. Do it again. They they saved me. So it's a, it's a concept, and, and I, I wish I could remember that. It's a certain way of thinking. Um, it's actually a, a mental disorder, really. But he really feels as if, well, shit, these motherfuckers saved me. I owe them. The same motherfuckers who got rid of you years ago. You owe them. I gotta do this for y'all. 
I got you. What do y'all need me to do? What do I need to say? Oh, y'all like when I talk about Kwame? When I say Kwame and this, Kwame and that, every chance I get, I'm attacking Kwame. Every chance I get, I'm attacking African-American athletes. Every chance, I'm not defending us in front of Skip. So when Skip had that thing where he would call after him, he would give all these nicknames, right? Chris Bosh, Posh Spice. You got all these different little names you give these black athletes mm-hmm. that are offensive, right? But Aaron Rodgers is that man. Yeah, he's, that, oh, he's a bad, bad man. man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Tebow is your brother. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you love Tim Tebow. You're accepting Tim Tebow. And it's actually something that goes into it. I'm going to stay here, but we, we can take it to another point, too. Um, to you know, that way of thinking for Stephen A is, you know, they saved me. They made me X, they made me Y. They, they made me who I was. Mm-hmm. Not remembering that, no, you built yourself in the Stephen A were quite frank. Mm-hmm. But y'all got rid of me. I went against y'all. Now y'all done brought me back. He's the face of ESPN. Ain't a motherfucker on ESPN on TV getting paid more CD ESPN. Oh, it's not man. a soul. It's not a soul. Oh no! But look how they work. Keep Stephen A. asses on TV in the morning. Then you come to bed. Sports. They are running that nigga dry. Yeah, you, you see it in his face. You see it in his face. They are running him. He's tired of shit. And whenever he tap out, gone. And we gonna fill your ass with somebody else. Stephen A. gone. The fresh young voice of ESPN, Maria Taylor, ass is gone. The real ones are out of it. Jamel. Jamel. Gone. She'll tell you. Nah, keep bro. Carrie Champion. Carrie Champion, all she had to do was walk on the stage and stand by the teleprompter and people were going to watch and just point her finger. Carrie Champion, when she was on Coast to Coast, when she left uh, First Take and went to Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. man, listen, that when you can see her stand from head to toe mm-hmm. and not just under the podium, mm-hmm. numbers. Jamel, Mike, Michael, mm-hmm. those two, mm-hmm. uh, they were a dynamic duo. And there's others. Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks is next up. Taylor Rooks, she ain't coming. Nah, she not doing it. Dominique Foxworth makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes I, he does not believe who he can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's doing that dance too. Sometimes Bomani. A lot of times Bomani. I can be there with him. And then sometimes I'll be like, what are you doing? Rob Parker. Rob she's Parker. gone now. Yeah. Rob Parker was the same way. Um, I think Chris Broussard is very authentic. Yeah. You know, Chris Broussard lines up side by side with Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. Very faithful men. Mm-hmm. By by the Bible, Christian faith, you know, and those guys just do what they can do, and they they do real stats. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's what they talk about. So, what do you? How do we combat that? What do we do? Because because again, at the end of the day, and I think this is a lot of the issue that comes with us as people is not that we're necessarily trying to tap dance; is that we're trying to feed our families. So. What do, how, how do we come, how do we go, how do we, you know, combat it? How do we provide for our families without, at the end of the day, basically selling our soul? Let me tell you, let me tell you this, bro. I had, I, what we have to do, first of all, like the beginning, when I was telling you about the professional babysitter, we have to start when people have skills, mm-hmm. 
they're certified. We have to start shopping and being with our own so we are not having to tap, tap dance for that. The same way caps or whatever, whatever the government is paying those other people, mm-hmm. your business is legit. You can go through a voucher or caps like that. Mm-hmm. Just go through that. Mm-hmm. But even with the school, bro, these kids, the curriculum is awful. Right. And you know which ones? They've changed math mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. We don't borrow from the neighbor anymore. You know what they do? What? They separate it, isolate it, one by one, then build the blocks. So we don't carry the one borrow from the neighbor, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they want critical race theory in, in, the, in, in schools right now, right? I mean, why would you trust the state to see to make it a curriculum? Right. Why are we banning so hard to make somebody that has been ruining us for so long and trusting to make a curriculum for it? I think this is a time that um honestly, now that we're at a point to where it obviously no, it's never gonna be. Let's keep it there. It's never it's never be. But this is where separation is almost a good thing. Martin should have never. Yeah. That's the thing. But, but the thing was, is that if you, a lot of people say that, but the issue was that he had to. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. It was, it was, it was, it was, so you don't think I'm being greedy. He he can come too. He's right. He can come too. We just want us. Right. But see, the thing is, I think that he was right in one sense in the recognition that it wasn't equal. And I think it's what he asked for is what threw it off, right? So mm-hmm. we don't want to go to school with y'all. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, perfect example, um, Bradwell. My aunts and my uncle were the first black school to go to Bradwell. My, my family mm-hmm. integrated Bradwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived, if you go to my grandma's house in Highville to this day, you used to five minute walk to Bradwell, right around the corner. Now, what they did was, my uncle, and he'll tell you, my uncle will still tell you these stories about when he played ball. About two minutes left in the game, Uncle had to go. They had to go go to the locker room, get on the bus, do that now to get you out of harm's way. Now the issue is that even back then they were accepting of the blacks to come in because football team, basketball team, you come be the star. So I think what Martin asked for was, can we come to school with y'all? We don't want to come to school with y'all. We don't. What we want is the same government funding that y'all get for y'all school. Just, just put that over there too. Give them that too. Give them books. See, separate but equal was a thing, right? Like that's what that's what they said. They said let's keep the the the, the white people said let's keep it separate. Jim Crow was separate but equal. Keep blacks over there. Keep whites over here. But equal. They never made it equal. The problem. So was, the thing is, is fuck the damn the separate part, mm-hmm. right? Keep it separate. Let's make it equal. Okay. Give, us, give us what we need to say we are giving them and then let us grow. But they knew better. The problem is this too. We too loud. That's it. We too loud. That's it. So we were, he kept screaming, asking, mm-hmm. screaming, asking. There was one white man in that board meeting and was like, hold on. I think we up to something. <laughs> if he wants that, if we keep them separated, we're not going to know what they're planning on doing. Mm-hmm. 
How the fuck will we? That's we got to we to be able to play defense. We got to know how to read the play. Bring them together. Mm-hmm. Bring them together. Now we're they're under our watch. Mm-hmm. Bring them back. Absolutely. Let's let's give them that. Can't do so. You can't do. But that, right? now, if we give them that, let's notice now. He's too smart. He's gonna think of something else, and he's gonna he's going to renege on what he asked for. Mm-hmm. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. Give him his fly. Get, let's give him what he want. Mm-hmm. We gonna give him what he want. Once he, but once we do that, he gotta go because he's gonna find another way to say, "I right, we want something else." They want to give us something and tell us, all right, we gave it to y'all. It's a system. We don't understand when you hear that word, like you hear the word system, and they just, they, they don't think of what the actual definition of the system is. Sit your car, right? Before your car actually finally taps out, a lot of shit got to go wrong. The reason why, because your engine is a system. This can fail, but this is going to pick up the slack for that. And then when that picks up slack, you get a little engine light, go get that fixed real quick. And this is going to carry this, but only for so long. Go get that fixed. And when you get that fixed, the system runs back up here again, right? So the same concept. Okay, cool. We'll give y'all what y'all want for now because we want to pick that up on the back end and carry that till we get that fixed. Okay, this is what we want to do. We know what they're doing now, so we can curb everything they're doing. We're going to show up. Like I said, well, my um, you can imagine, think about think about Hyrule, Libby County, right? Mm-hmm. I hear these stories all the time. And I'm, I'm glad I am. So if my family integrated Bradwell and mm-hmm. they're having all these meetings at my mm-hmm. grandma's house, mm-hmm. think about the shit that happened at my grandma's house. I mm-hmm. hear the stories mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. about what they were doing because you can't get in. We don't know what y'all doing there. So we burning crosses in your front yard. We banging on doors. We, we egging your house. We, we throwing, you know what I mean? We doing all the shit to fuck with y'all. You know what I mean? To get y'all out of that mix because we want to know what y'all doing. But once y'all let us in, cool, okay. We gonna stop this. We gonna stop that. It's a system. Systems aren't meant to be broken. They're not. They're not. And they won't be until somebody develops a new system. But the thing about it is, what reason do you have to create a new system if it's beneficial to you? Okay. Let's go system. Mm-hmm. I like what you were using with it, how it moves, the engine, right? Now take that as your brain. Mm-hmm. Same concept. Same concept. Mm-hmm. The more and more they keep playing on our mind. The rest of the body is not going to work because you've never, you've heard of people getting kidney transplants, heart transplants. You never heard somebody say, I'm in need of a brain. Mm-hmm. Once that brain is gone, it's, wrapped. it's over with. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Man, we are so not confident in ourselves, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell a person. The, the most thing that people don't understand is in school or anything, when you read something, there's no right or wrong way that you can you, you, you comprehend Interpre- that, yeah. interpret that. Mm-hmm. But we're trained to know, to think that there is because of someone man-made a question because they want you to answer it the way that they're telling you yep. how it is. Yep. But the prime example, me and you stand right here. Mm-hmm. I write a six in the ground. Mm-hmm. 
You stand over there, I stand over here. I see a six. I see a nine. But I'm like, bro, you wrong. Mm-hmm. And then what you tell me? Nah, you wrong, it's a nine. Bro, you lying. It's a six. I'm telling you something. Bro, I'm looking dead at it. You know what? It's a six. It gotta be a nine. But you're looking at it in your land and how you interpret it, and I'm looking at it in mine. But why can't I tell you, hold on, let me walk over there and see. Mm. Damn, bro. This is a nine. But hold on, I know I ain't crazy. Come, Come on, over Come over here. Make sure six. Damn, bro. You is a nine. You a nine, too. We crazy or? Two things we right away. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just, why are we so focused on if somebody's on the left, and I'm on the right. We don't get along unless I come over there or you come over here. Because we're so behind in education, in the education system, right? We're just now getting, again, these are my aunts and uncles, I'm telling you, who integrated a school. These are my aunts and uncles. They ain't that much older than me. That's one generation before me, right? So because of that, we're probably a whole, our kids, and maybe our kids' kids, we're going to be the ones who can fully grasp that concept that two things can be right at one time because we were taught that, that generation one, behind us yeah. is not our ancestors. Yeah, exactly. You got to tell them you got the answer why. Right, that's what I'm saying. Our kids' kids, like they're going to be the ones that can really sit and say our kids has is asking why. Right, our kids asking why, and, and that's why I say for it to become a, a, the actual thing, our kids are asking why. So imagine what they kids ask, and that's why I say. It's, it's our grand, our kids' kids, they're going to be the ones that are really going to be asking these questions. And they're really going to be the ones who get it, understand that, oh shit, two things can be right. Two things can be cool. And I told, I, like we talked about all night when I came in, like, bro, like the thing is, we're trained to say that has to be it. And there's no other way. No, there's plenty of ways. But you, you take that mind state into, you spoke about having confidence and knowing shit, right? Okay, this ain't going to work. Cool, let me try this. It's like that old Cat Williams shit, right? We like, you know, you be trying shit, trying shit, won't work. Trying shit, it's real. But the thing is, is that we're so caught up in this has to be right, this has to be wrong. If I try this outside of what is the norm, doesn't work, I, I can't do that. Let me just fall in line with everybody else. No, keep doing, keep keep working, keep plugging your shit. Keep working, like, God will give you that for a reason, right? This, these thoughts don't come to you over and over and over again because it's just happening. No, there's a reason for that. Put that shit on paper. We are the strongest man and women when it comes to being black that's human because you know why? We were blessed. How many white women have gotten put in situations, maybe in relationship or anything, and you heard that white woman said, damn, man, my intuition told me, my gut feeling told me, mm-hmm. never. They weren't blessed with that. But this is what you got to think of. This is what you got to remember when it comes to black folks in America. Slave ships, I know you know this, but for those who don't, a lot of people died in slave ships. A lot of people were thrown over slave ships. There's a lot of illness, sickness. You, you're in these slave chambers at the bottom of a ship. They're feeding you just enough to get you by a lot of people. And it, this ain't no damn cruise ship. This ain't carnival. Take 30 days. It's 30, 30 more days. days. It's 30 more days. Yeah, yeah. Take long. your month to get back. And this is this is this is hoping perfect. Everything yeah. goes right 30 days. 
Now, yeah. that strong, means if y'all survive, y'all strong, so y'all are meant to come exactly, over here. So y'all are the strongest mm-hmm. of the strong. So that's what we, that, those are our ancestors. Mm-hmm. That's what we came from. We came from the strongest of the strong. So of course we have all the mobilities. The difference is, is a lot of us won't tap into it because they're not whole. It's not processed. When you're a kid, if, like you said, right? Because I was saying, wait, you know, if you're, if you're a kid and you're not the, the smartest, Right now, a lot of things came easy. So they put me in gifts. I got myself out of it. I knew it was some bullshit without that. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing shit. I'm not learning shit extra in here. We here playing fucking man collar mm-hmm. and drawing pictures. Mm-hmm. This ain't no real shit. I'm not. No, put me here with my friends. It's busy work. It's, it's busy. It's work. busy work. But because let me tell you, mm-hmm. they're allowing you to do it there. Mm-hmm. But then with my son, he's in the regular class doing that. Yep. But he can't stay on task. Mm-hmm. They're calling home saying he can't stay on task. Mm-hmm. You're not challenging his mind. What's the task? And see, and, and actually, and I, um, man, on Twitter, somebody said this, and I hope they do it. There needs to be a natural study on these people they call, these kids they call gifted, and all the consequences that came behind it, right? See, I was the same way. They would call my mom and tell her, Miles is sleeping in class. Miles is doing this. This is like middle school shit. Miles sleeping in class. Miles is paying attention, blah, blah, blah. But I said, okay, mom, but look at my grade. I got 98 in that class. So if I can come in this lady's class and sleep and still get a 98, I'm not the problem. She is. Bruh, do you remember when we were in 11th grade and we was in <laughs> geometry together, right? Yes. And it was so crazy because that was one class that we actually did not give a damn about. Mm-hmm. I never forget. And I mean, we played and joked and laughed mm-hmm. and was together so much mm-hmm. that the teacher was like, they're best friends. I don't want neither one of them to feel any type of way about each other. So I'm going to give them the same grade. So, and then she had the nerve to give us like a 58. No, 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 no. You got the story wrong. She gave the same grade. She gave you 54 and gave me 45. What? That's how that went. She because I remember when the grade came home, I told and see what she didn't take into account was me. I'm like, I told her, I said, Mom, I got a 45. Really think about this. I got a 45. Yeah. How you know how hard it is to get a 45 in the class? I gotta work harder to get a 45 to get a damn 60. You really yeah. gotta try to get that. You gotta really try to you got, I'm in class every single day. Yeah. I just took every test she gave. Mm-hmm. I got a 45. I'm trying to remember, did we get failing grade on the test? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the test. Nick, and I'm trying to figure out, Nick, I knew you were smart. So what the fuck I'm not going to sit next to you for? No. I'm trying to figure out what, how the fuck we got a 50 and a 40. I was so baffled, bro. I think I panicked. (laughs) And when I got my report card, I scribbled over it. Yeah. And then I put a black dot over that grade <laughs> and took it to my mama. Yeah. And my mama was like, what's that? And I was just like, man, they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I was like, they made a mistake on that, right? My mama, I think the next time they had parent-teacher conference, uh, they had the half day. Mm-hmm. And my mama went and talked to the teachers. I don't, she never did that. I don't know what the hell she went there for. I don't even, I don't know why. She was like, so you had a 50-something in this class? And I was just like, damn. Well, she a snitch. <laughs> I damn. Yeah. But 
even with that back then, like we did not, they thought we were just pranksters or people who just wanted to disrupt. We were bored. Yeah. When all they had to do was just let us just leave. We could have go, we could have caused, we could have been in the gym where noise can be made. Mm-hmm. Our laughter would not be looked at. Mm-hmm. We, go tell us to walk around the track. Mm-hmm. We football play. This is football season. Mm-hmm. Tell us to go in the weight room. Mm-hmm. You see our grades. You know what I'm saying? We're not scholars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get by. Yep. We're not, we're, you know, with you is different, but me, you know, you had more B's and A's and maybe one or two, maybe one C. You know what I'm saying? But me, I had, you know, maybe two C's. You know, if I had an A, it was, was like one, and it rest was B's. I, I was the same. I mean, because it was more. Most of my my school grades were C's. I tell you, what got me in Georgia Southern my SAT school. And that's the thing. Like, even with the SATs, they didn't preach that enough for nah, us. No, no, no. They didn't preach that enough for us. I don't know. What you know, I, mean? I said, I, and this was a thing that growing up, I was that way. Standardized tests for me were always. I had to study for that shit. I had none of that. So what happened, even when we were little kids, at ICBS, remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take you get stupid high scores, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you why. It was just, oh, that's this, that's that, that's that. You know what I mean? And it would be that. So same thing, SATs were literally, it was that for me. Like, it was like, mm, I know it ain't this, I know it ain't that. I got two extra slough. Boom, let me get a seat. So, but the point of the matter was, those were the first times where I was starting to understand, like, you know what? The school itself, Right, institutional what schooling is, is not meant for us to grow. It's not meant for us to be better. Just get by. We think about the way school works, right? It's really training you to have a job. Let me it's training you to have a job. It's so funny. It's so funny you say that. I'm gonna give you Chris story before we close up, right? I never forget my senior year. This is how I know they don't really preach things and be on top of us, right? My senior year. You know, we got out of school late. We got out in like June. June. We got started out in June. September. June 16th was our graduation. 18th was like our graduation. We started September. School starts again in August, mm-hmm. right? We graduate, do whatever, whatever. And they was like, what college you going to? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm, I'm like, well, I know where I want to go, but I don't know because I don't know how to get there, right? So my mom finally asked me like, oh, like two weeks before or something like that. What you been doing? I was like, damn. So I ran and put in an application at Fort Valley State, mm-hmm. right? Then she helped me with my passport. So I put the application at Fort Valley State, press sent. Mm-hmm. Only school I did. Bruh, I thought that was the only process. Mm-hmm. I thought as soon as I put that application in, that's where I need to be going. What state school start? All right. They came, mm-hmm. packed my stuff up freshman week, went. Yep. Miles, I never got a letter back. <laughs> I'm on 16 going to Fort Valley. <laughs> I'm going to Fort Valley. Yeah. Bro, I put my application in. So when I go and check in for freshmen, they had me a key <laughs> and a dorm room. Mm-hmm. So now it's getting even better. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. Went all through freshman week. Fought, fought that week where financial aid has to be confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. They called me into the dean, to the financial aid office with the dean at, right? He was like, oh, where the president was, President Rivers. Um, he says, hey, man, you um, you need to come up here, man. Like, you're uh, you're not enrolled here. So I called my mom. My mom comes from Fort Valley. 
I don't know why she did that. <laughs> she was just worried. I would just call her to tell her what happened and right. laugh about it, but yeah. she got worried, right? <laughs> she comes up. We in the office. He was like, so son, I'm confused because you're not enrolled. Who, like, did you get a, a acceptance letter? Like, who did you talk to to come? And I was like, nobody. <laughs> and he was like, but that don't, so what do you mean you, nobody? Like, but you don't go here. And I was like, but I put in an application. <laughs> I put my application in. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, we got to review it yes, and accept it. I said, well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Look in that real quick and see if it came through. Mm -hmm. He looks in it. And he was like, well, yeah, it's right here. And I said, well, are you reviewing it? <laughs> and he was like, but that's not how it works. I said, but if I go for a job and then I call you and ask you, have you put my application? You put it right now. And you say, yeah. So what do you call me into for an interview, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was what this was. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking face to face. Mm -hmm. You see my application. I said, now, you kind of made my mama come down here for no reason. And you know how moms are. She's single mother. She's worried about a baby. I told her not to come, but I'm going to show you how I'm going to handle this dog. Listen, I'm here now. Yeah. You gave me a key. I've unloaded my clothes. I've actually put my ass in that bed a couple of times and it smells like me. Mm -hmm. So my roommate knows me. You be fighting your bed. My, <laughs> and my, my classmates know me now. So if you allow me to come, you make this decision. I promise you, you know, you won't regret it, right? And he says, son, you got a lot of balls to do something like that. So something's telling me to let you come. Now, that decision to let me go to school and get a degree, oh yeah, I let him down. Mm -hmm. I did. I lied. I let him down. However, who I am now as a man, and as a black man, as, as Dr. Rivers, as a black, my black elder man, by just seeing a young man like me and giving a chance on me like that to just say, I don't want to throw him back to the Savannah streets mm -hmm. and who God knows what he's right. going to do. 18, no plan, right. no job. Right. And he's out here. The, what can hit his psyche mm -hmm. for being turned around and saying, go back home. Yep. And I thank him for that too, because I am who I am now. But just even back then, the confidence in having an 18 year old black child mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. All the things that they could have taught us education wise out of a book, it had nothing to do with what we know in our minds and spiritually to know and confidently but to think, know. But think about everything that you took that you never got taught that you took into that office, right? Conf the confidence is stand on that shit, right? So listen, hey, I know, but I can promise you, you say you lied to him, whatever, but you, you didn't lie. Did you graduate with no, mm -hmm. but you didn't lie. You know what I mean? You didn't fail in any day, right? You still, you still here, you're successful. Mm -hmm. So you didn't fail. I didn't fail. You know what I mean? Now was that particular was that but I knew that. I yeah. knew what I was coming with. Right. I knew I wasn't gonna lie to school. I meant, man, listen, you're gonna change my life. Bruh, I tell folks all the time, man. I graduated from Southern. 90% of the shit they gave me, man. I learned in that shit. I don't know. None of it. The way I used to pass tests was what I would do. I would write everything down. 
Mm-hmm. My memory was good. So what I'll do is when I got to the test, I say, I didn't write that down. So that can't be an answer. I didn't write that down. That can't be an answer. I didn't write that down. Oh, multiple choice is three. Then my favorite words in college was multiple choice test because I knew I could pass them all. Whether I studied or not, I'm a pass it because if I wrote them notes down in class. Now studied after. Just write it down while I'm done. Let me remember what I wrote. I wrote that down. That I'm good. So it's saying, so you know what I mean? So college as a whole has to be something, but that's why I go back to what we said earlier. Our kids' kids, those are the ones that are saying, yo, we don't need so all this shit now you're here with student loans and all that. I got student loans. Our kids' kids, when they start saying, when they're, when they're the generation that is the standard to say, yo, fuck college. Now these colleges aren't the businesses that they are. That's what they are. They're not institutions of higher learning that we were taught as little kids. They're businesses. Mm-hmm. We're here. That's why the tuition keeps going up every year. Mm-hmm. It's, to, it's, it's a business. You're not offering me any more, but my tuition goes up every year. Mm-hmm. What's the, it's just like rent. Mm-hmm. You can live in the exact same apartment, but you renew your lease and it's going up. Why? You give me the same shit. My light don't shine no brighter. My soul don't get no hotter, but I'm paying more. For what? It's the same shit I was in two years ago. I mean, just so, as a kid, you just get hornier because all these parties, all these females, all these, you know, drugs, that's it. booze. That's it. That's all. And you ain't got no cost for that. Exactly. You exactly. ain't got to be a exactly. that shit. So, uh, exactly. So but a lot of kids go to college and do it because if they don't have a plan, they're not ready to stay in their house with their parents still and have that type of fun because the structure is going to still be the same. You know what I'm saying? Because if they had... If their parents didn't care what they did, staying out, partying as a child, then they wouldn't have college on their mind. Mm-hmm. The smart kids that felt like their parents kept a strong hand over them mm-hmm. are the ones that school first, they respect, you know what I'm saying? And, my, and things like that. My parents didn't know where I was going to school. They didn't. Mm-hmm. I told them one Georgia. Oh, okay, cool. My mom went to Southern, and that was my thought part. Actually, um, I got something in Southern right Oscar in um, Auburn. Mm-hmm. In Fort Valley, actually, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric mm-hmm. went to Auburn for a while. while he was there. He said, my nigga is pregnant. The all just shit running out of campus. I'm not going. That was my business. So and I mean, I on, on the yard. Like, he called me as a dog. This is before Instagram and shit. He called me as a dog. Yeah, yeah, this is before all that. MySpace. He called me while the dog was running across the shit. And so he said, bro, I'm not fucking going. So shit, I ain't need all I need to know. All I knew, I remember my brother sat me down when I uh, my, uh, when I turned 18, went to Jason Foster, the trip club. And we was right. He said, what's who you want it's like, man, I think I'm down by the Austin and stuff. He said, well, I'll tell you this. He said, the last thing you want to be is broken spot four hours away from home. Mm-hmm. Going to something. Yes. Put me 30 That's minutes, what I learned. Put, put me 30 minutes up the road. That, and shit get real. I'm back then, bro. I had the Honda. Mm-hmm. If I needed gas and my mama couldn't put it in an account or something, I can get from Statesboro to Savannah on a quarter tank in the Honda. Oh, you know what I learned? Nigga, I would swipe my debit card to run that bitch's credit on the Friday. Because running on Friday, it'll clear till Monday. So what I figured out is, well, shit, if I can put $20 in here, I can get $20 from my mama when I get home. Yes, put sir. Put my account to cover that. Yes, and sir. Let's just get me home. That weekend ain't gonna never be able to get that money. It can't be, that money can't be confirmed. Uh, you can't confirm. It's $1. Yes, sir. $1. 
coming out until Monday. Now, Monday, that bitch going to clip. Yeah. It's going to take the rest. And hopefully you got that in your account. Either by 12 a.m. or 3 a.m. That's a fact. It's one, one of the two. Yeah. Some of them can hit you by 8 p.m., 8 a.m. It just depends if the system is generated by the person when they cut the lights on, they yeah. cut the computer on and click the button. Yeah. But most of them are generated three o'clock in the morning. It's a computer. It's yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Like our, 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 like our kids, our kids are going to have a mindset. Our kids' kids are going to have a stand. And that's going to be the difference. Our kids' kids are going to teach. I mean, our kids are going to teach our grandkids. Hey, no, nah, you ain't got to do that. Listen, this is what your granddaddy did. This is what your granddaddy taught. So this is what y'all want. It's the same thing with these kids, you know, with the white kids going to college. They have a plan. If they're going to college, there's a plan. This ain't all of them, right? And I, I like I make sure I say that shit. This ain't all white people. When I talk about white people, I'm not talking about every last word. I know some some really good white people. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I know the same thing with black folks. I know yeah. some really good. I know some really fucked up ass, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's best life, mm-hmm. right? There's no absolutes in anything. But the point of the matter is, you know what I mean? A lot of them have friends and they know a lot of them not going to college. Think about even even think about how many Patels we knew growing up. Motherfuckers ain't going to college. They gonna graduate high school. They gonna learn that family business. They gonna get them a gas station too. And that's it. Is it? And that's what they gonna do. And they gonna teach their kids that. And their kids' kids. And then they gonna invest in other shit. They gonna buy houses and real estate and flip shit and do all that shit to generate wealth for their family. And that's how that you know how that generational wealth gets established. Mm-hmm. We're so far behind that now we're really the first generation that's saying, "Well, damn." We went to college, yeah. but we ain't got to go to college. We don't. So let me tell my daughter, let me tell my son, hey, you ain't got to go to college. But if you don't go to college, you this need a plan. Need to be doing. And let me tell you, these are things you can be doing. It ain't, and see, for us, it was go to college, go to the army, or go to track. Because trade. they took away the trade. Exactly. We didn't know. Because think about it. They didn't make it. They didn't, they didn't put it in the mind that we look at it now. Who the fuck was in high school saying I'm about to go be a plumber? They didn't because tell they, us that because plumbing. they made it an option. Right. They made it an option. They, Back then it was forced. And they but see also they looked down on it. It was yeah. looked down upon. Yeah, because none of us little bit. Yeah, I didn't fucking punch it. They didn't tell you they're making $40 an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't tell you that. Yeah. You say, man, I ain't doing no fucking because we looked at most of those type of jobs as slave work. Exactly. And not as that can make you build your own. Imagine if the trucking industry, the way it blew up in the last few years, was blown up the way it was now when we were kids. Yeah. The way we thought. Yeah. Coming out of high school. Because we thought it wasn't even about the money. A lot of these men didn't want to be away from their families all the time. You know what I'm saying? Which, and, and the thing about it, bro, it's a lot of local work that's around. You just, if you have your own, just good negotiation skills. You know what I'm saying? It's all true. And, and, and that's all it is. That's all it is. But man, I am I'm glad you came through, bro, because this was this was finally needed, man. It it took a minute. Yeah. It took a minute, man. It, it took a good minute for you to come, man. I told you 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 like, man, waiting on my daddy to come pick me up, bro. And I'm sitting at the door. And you just be like, ah, son, um, not this week, but I'm telling you. We're going to shoot for next week. Okay? I told you, though. I let's, told, I, I let's told not, you this day. Let's, let's, I, I can't you. make you any promises, but what I tell you is, let's shoot for yeah, next week. You hear me? I said, <laughs> I will be there this day at this time. I'm I glad you finally did, man, because I remember the day that I came to you about it, man. And, 
you know, you gave me as much time as you could. And that's all I've ever told people, man, is I'm I'm real. I'm going to tell you, if you give me your word on something, don't people don't understand how hard I go on some stuff that I say that I want to do. The person that is teaching me or the person that's going to show me the way you better be on my type of level because I now I'm going to seem as I'm being sickening. I'm bothering you. Hey, bro, you don't understand how much I got going on, but you told me and I told you at the beginning, bro, this ain't going to be for you, boy. You better let me know. I am. I give everybody the heads up, bro, because I like everybody to have options. You don't box nobody in and say, this is the way. But if you have the option to say yes or no, when you say yes, I can say, well, bro, you said yes. Not the thing of, well, nah, bro, you told me. You, you, I ain't tell you I could. Yes, you did, because I said yes or no. But you stood on as much as you could, man. And, and, and all, even with that, it wasn't the right time. Right. It wasn't the right time when we were planning that stuff, man. And right now, you are finally having a break on whatever you're doing. I'm kicking my stuff off. So finally, you got, you know, the way to just bounce in and bounce out certain places. And now you have the freedom to do it. And you found some time today, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And I think everything always works out, man. It's like you said with that, we talked about earlier. Man. Everybody going to be built the same shit. Yeah. Everybody built the same sweet. So you carry that shit. I said, what you doing? It's dope. I knew you for even forever. You know what I'm saying? We talked about all kinds of shit, man. One thing about it, I know you're going to put the work in the grow shit. I know it. So, see what you're doing now, man. I've listened to the first three episodes, man. Everything dope. Content is dope. First episode brought it to the mind, man. Yeah. I shot a little breath, man. You, you held that down because, you know, at, at, the, at the funeral, man, two minutes in the time that he gave brought his proper, his proper uh, flower. And I told you from the time we left that cemetery, right. that didn't sit well with me. The whole thing. Yep. And I made it my mission. I said, bro, I will find something, mark my word, mm-hmm. that I will do for little bro. Because that right there, I think a lot of people left there still not oh, just questioning. And that didn't, that celebration did not make people still feel like, yes, being absent from the body. You know, in our pre- not being in our presence, you still can come and find terms with okay, a better place. People still walked out of there like, what the fuck is still going on? And he and I will hope whenever I pass, and I, and I think it's very remember my past few years ago. And one thing I appreciated in that funeral was that it carried his spirit, right? Like had the funeral had our personality, like we had we carried. It. So that's all that was important for 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 little bro. We talked about it, like you know that didn't feel like. A celebration. What me and you did while the preacher was preaching, right, with each other, was what is what people should have been doing. Because after we tuned that preacher out, the spirit that you're talking about, your grandma, that spirit, a little bro, resonated in us, and we were just killing that preacher. I mean, funny, and people can look at us; they were still confused about the service and confused why we going in. You know. Even after I finished being so broken, you picked me up and we were just going in. And that's that's what we got to continue to do as people, bro. Whether or not like or love, man, as a community and a culture, that's just what we got to do for each other, man. Because the only time you look down on a man is when you're picking him up. That's the only time. So 
I appreciate that. And one more time, man, give them everything they can do to find you, man, to make sure they follow you. Give them all the rundown. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. So uh, I got New Dive Sports. Uh, that's event marketing, planning, promotion. Uh, we got fitness as well, man. Looking for a trainer. My guy in Atlanta does that. So that's at New Dive Sports on Instagram. Um, also uh, Facebook. You can find me on um, Instagram as well. And the Untitled Pod, that's the Untitled Podcast. You can find me there. Looking for me personally, you can find me at uh, This Is Booby um, on Instagram, man. So all three, make sure you tap in and find me, man. Talk to me, I talk back. Uh, so that being said, man, appreciate you, brother. Anytime, anytime, man. Same. And as soon as you guys jump back for y'all next season, man, let me know because I gotta return the favor. Oh yeah, I got, I got to I got to return the favor, man. Because one thing about it, man, you're not gonna you know, come on mine, man. And I can't show my gratitude and my thank you to you, man. But when we have platforms, instead of, we can have competitiveness. We can have healthy competition numbers-wise and do things like that. But we don't need to bring each other down. When we're competing, civil rivalries, if we're competing, bro, the winner Loser, we still go out to dinner, bro. It hurts to lose. It feels good to win. But at the end of the day, some people don't know when you lose, bro, what, what happens after that loss is the part of the game because how are you going to bounce back to make sure that that loss never happens again? Civil rivalries, man. I met you, what, 17 years ago? The brothers, this is day one, man. So, I mean, since we stopped on the football field as freshmen. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? As freshmen yeah. going to, you know, and then coming past to 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 Georgia Southern and just throughout life, man, you keep those relationships because one thing I don't do, I don't burn bridges, care relationships. So guys, thank you for listening to me and my dog Booby, because you got Sir. you got some real, real content today. Uh what we gonna do, man. Me and him are gonna definitely gonna spend some more time in the rabbit hole, man, because this can't be the only time you guys hear this. We gotta make sure we make this a thing. Um, Booby's gonna come through and make sure he he graces presence with you guys, man. And he has a lot of platforms, man. Uh, fuck with him uh, with that, man, because he's doing a lot of things out here in the community and with you know podcasts and and social topics, man. And, and round table talks. He he has a lot of things going on right now. Let's continue to support each other and what we have going on, man, because with numbers, bro, we can conquer all. And we can never do anything divided. You know, we're going to have to do it collectively and do it the right way. So until next time, guys, this is JP. On the FWM podcast, fuck with me. I'm a rebel with a cause, devil with a cross, Jesus with a pitchfork. I'm about to shit start. I'm the same, different, I ain't tripping. I ain't listening to none of that fuckery. I'm done giving the fuck. If they fuck with me, just don't fuck with me. I'm a rebel with a cause, devil with a cross, Jesus with a pitchfork. I'm about to shit start. I'm the same, different, I ain't tripping. I ain't listening to none of that fuckery. I'm done giving the fuck. If they fuck with me, just don't fuck with me. I'm a demon with a halo. 
Nigga with the pesos say it ain't so, but I would be lying, and that's just the truth. I'm a homeless rich man, an innocent criminal, a serious cynical, private general, ways to kill him slow. I'm the first page close in the four O. You don't fuck with me no more. Cool, I don't fuck with you either. I'm that good old evil. Oh, you like designer? Well, bitch, I'm the believer. I'm the student that a teacher. I'm that humane creature. I'm that solo feature. Non-violence that'll beat ya. I'm the fast that'll eat ya. The QB and the bleachers. With them bullets still a reach ya. You done lost your brother's keeper. How your third eye open? But your ass still sleep. I'm a rebel with a cause. Devil with a cross. Jesus with a pitchfork. I'm about to shit start. I'm the same difference. I ain't tripping. I ain't listening. The none of that fuckery. I'm done giving the fuck. If they fuck with me, just don't fuck with me. I'm a rebel with a cause. Devil with a cross, Jesus with a pitchfork. I'm about to shit start. I'm the same difference. I ain't tripping. I ain't listening. The none of that fuckery. I'm done giving the fuck.